electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Pre-market's holding pretty steady this morning as the market watches these renewed Russian assaults on Ukraine, reacts to the State of the Union address last night, and, of course, waits for the Fed chair in front of House Financial Services next hour. Oil hits 112 near a nine-year high. Our roadmap begins with, quote, badly miscalculated. The president vowing to make Putin pay a price as the Russian assault on Ukraine continues. Plus Powell's inflation moment, the Fed chair is set to send his clearest signal to Congress yet that the central bank will begin raising rates this month. And Ford is reorganizing. The automaker is splitting into distinct EV and gas engine divisions with their own P&L. We're going to begin, though, with WTI, as we said, spiking again, supply disruptions increasing in the wake of sanctions against Russia. During the State of the Union address last night, the president said his Russian counterpart Putin badly miscalculated by attacking Ukraine. Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. And one example of that is the self-sanctioning, Jim, of traders who are not buying oil, who are cargo uh, ships that are not taking on loads of cargo because they're worried about the, the future of sanctions. That's partly why we're at 112 this morning. Yeah, look, I, I don't think when the president says it barely miscalculated, I, I think he did believe, Putin did believe that the Ukrainians would welcome him. Uh, that seemed to have forgotten the history of the 30s, but was relying on the generals who were telling him it's all good. Or it was just a, a you know, kind of this reverberation chem- chamber. Uh, I am surprised that oil is being stopped. Some of it's being confiscated. Uh, I'm surprised because oil sacrosanct in this world. There's, these are always supposed to be politically neutral situations. This is obviously suddenly not politically neutral. They supply a huge amount of oil. They did not, by the way, deliver a lot of oil. There's been a lot of misinformation during the month of February, almost nil to our country. So, David, the misinformation is so vast on this story whether it be us looking at Twitter and seeing, wow, there's a Russian convoy that got in trouble. Oh, you're talking but, about not just oil. You're the talking about lo- so, the larger right, war so the, itself. The president says that he miscalculated. Well, then you could say, that. well, did, the, did our president miscalculate when we went into Iraq? I mean, it doesn't matter. You can pivot. Uh, it's apparently that, apparent that, uh, that Putin's pivoting. But the question is, yeah. so how much money does uh, well, really have? We are in a democracy where pressure can be put on the government, and they're actually right. worrong about the next election. And so right. the decision to uh, wrongheadedly invade another country can 
ultimately result in some reversals. It's unclear what Putin's off-ramp is here. It's not a democracy. He's an autocrat. It's unclear who he's talking to, who he's getting advice from, whether he's taking any of it, or whether his mental state is completely all there as well. well. So these are all key questions that people in the market are trying to ascertain. Meanwhile, we look at the price of oil. To your point, uh, it's fungible. It's fungible. Uh, uh, it's 11 million barrels a day, though, come out of that country. No, it's going to be uh, it's big. It's what, 10% of world, over 10% of, of what we use every year, in the, uh, every day in the world. Is the West going to take higher energy prices? Now, remember, our cars are 20% more fuel efficient than they were 10 years ago when oil was up. And that does matter. Uh, there's no reason why oil can't continue to go up because a lot of our companies uh, don't see, you know, it's tremendous discipline and don't want to produce more oil. I mean, Carl, what, what bothers me about the reportage is that whatever anyone seems to say that's positive about our side, so to speak, is immediately discounted as if Putin is uh, patent. I mean, there's no stopping Putin. Uh, and it seems to me from everything we see and read that Putin's being stopped pretty effectively. So he encircles a very small city and is excited. The idea that they can encircle a large city like Kiev or Kharkov uh, during the summer when there are a lot of holes. I mean, look, Leningrad, yeah, winter, you know, the Germans could encircle. But it's very difficult to encircle a city in the summer uh, when there's a lot of food and, uh, and a lot of people who can get killed on the Russian side because you once you encircle, you're stalled. No blitzkrieg. And then the partisans come in and they're all well armed. And the Russians are sitting ducks. Now, how long do they want to be sitting ducks? How long does the generals want to lose people? But this is not talked about. They are, this invincibility of Russia, uh, and also because of nukes, as Andrew said, the invincibility is going to be sorely tested because these soldiers have mothers. Don't laugh. That was a big factor in pulling out of Afghanistan. Uh, the, del- the generals don't like to lose. Uh, and, the, and I think Putin is... Uh, how long can he? He hasn't killed the generals like Stalin did in 38, 39. But uh, there is a notion, the invincibility, I don't think, I think that's not, not true. Yeah. Well, Lieutenant General Hurtling on CNN this morning, I think his line was, they're not controlling Jack. Uh, you, the number of soldiers you would need to occupy just oh. a, some of these cities, which are half a million people each, hundreds of miles apart. But well, that you, raises the question as to what the expectations were in the first place. Iraq! And they may have Iraq! Been. Read it as liberators? Read it as liberators. Well, that didn't work out either. Look, could we have been more wrong? Um, No. 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 Thankfully, when it came to the actual military incursion, we were quite successful. So we were not quite successful there initially. the mothers. Initially, and then obviously there was the the insurgency. I'm just saying. Uh, We don't need to go back to that. No, no. We need to be able to say that major powers can be completely and utterly wrong. Well, so this was my question. Is that that what OPEC Plus means when they keep their schedule of 400,000 barrels? I mean, they're not moving. They barely mentioned the whole Ukrainian situation in their statement this morning. Well, greedy sons of bitches. And by the way, Russia's... A member. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, what Russia the hell? It member. really helped. But remember, our country, instead of telling our... But, oh, by the way, the president says that he's in touch with the oil people. So I decided to canvas the oil people. And nobody's heard from the president. Now, now I did leave out, David, I didn't get to um, some of the Marcellus natural gas producers. You hit everybody else? I hit everybody else, so... Yeah. Well, you asked Mike Worth yesterday, and he hadn't, but... Well, no, but there's others uh, I checked in with, I mean, including, say, the top five. The president is not calling them and saying, listen, you got to produce more. The president doesn't like natural gas. He doesn't like oil. He doesn't like production. Do you know that FERC two weeks ago put some rulings through that made it so it's even harder to get a pipeline through? 
FERC. Uh-uh. No. Well, it is part of, right, it is part of the agenda to combat climate change. That's true. Well, that's right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, I'm yes. not some, like, crazy man. You see those companies that are reporting there that looked at it? Well, I haven't talked with Shell. Shell may be, there's some reports that Shell is not as adamant that about uh, saying no to the oil. Uh, well, Exxon is saying no to Russia after really what's been 1995, sort of those early days there, the Sockland uh, Sockland One project. Remember, they have a production sharing agreement there since 1995. They're shutting it down, as you uh, can see there reported in the journal, but obviously a press release here as well. Yeah. There's about a thousand employees. They're they're Russian nationals, um, but they produced a lot of oil out of there. Uh, it's a 30 percent interest in the project, which they're also in with uh, a number of other nations. Right. Russia's obviously as well. Okay. Um, and that was an interesting decision. Now, remember, they already got out of Rosneft right. some time ago, unlike uh, BP, which is obviously trying to figure out what right. to do with its 20% stake there. Sold. That's just, they're just going to sell it. Um, what was yeah, that? To, yeah. People are to, saying to such whom? stupid yeah. things. Oh, we're going to sell that. I mean, what are they, Maybe Putin will buy it. Aren't you like professionals? Why do you say um, stuff like that? But uh, that was, you know. We're going to get Bobby Benito. Philly's going to buy him. People say things. The they just say things. Everyone Bobby just Benito. says, oh, well, that uh, must be right. Because they say it. It's not right. All right. But uh, back to ExxonMobil, which has an investor day. We'll get to that in a bit as I, well. You know, I'm going to stick around, I that think, tomorrow. That was an important. Um, I'm going to stick around tomorrow. <laughs> David has Darren Wood. I'm going to stick around. got Darren Wood tomorrow. He doesn't got, know uh, that I'm sticking around, but I just yeah. can't. Yesterday yeah. he led with Mike Worth. I mean, what is he? I'm going to get Conoco coming up next. Shell, they did. There was lunatics there who cut the dividend. Don't see it as a threat, the fact that I want to actually learn about this business. Next thing I know, you're going to have Frazier. Yes, Jane Frazier also tomorrow. So two good interviews, important. By the way, this has been investor week already. Chevron, Exxon, City, more to come. March is investor day month. In many ways, Jim, a lot of companies trying to reset sort of expectations. Right. In particular, City, which we'll also talk about a bit I later. I thought on Target's show, Investor in Day was what they're doing. a yawn, and it was the best. Target, by the way, can we just all retailers who've reported amazing? Okay, amazing. How, all, how about that? Nordstrom. Nordstrom was incredible. You have the racks turning around. All cloud computer companies, amazing. All cybersecurity companies, amazing. But everything's bad, you see, because everything's bad. Because it's bad. Well, because there's a significant war going on, yeah. Well, no, I'm just a saying that if you want to look at potentially mentally unstable leader of a country with a six thousand nukes. Mentally, yeah. I mean, that guy could use. There's like so, yeah. He does. There's not enough drugs. There's a reason that that, that things people are a little uncertain no, right no, now, okay. Jim. I am. I'm now, that not may an all pass, and I'm it may be a, a great may be a great time I'm to not, own Salesforce. I'm not a general. I'm not a two star. I'm not a bird colonel. I, I'm just saying, it, it, if you listen to. Carl, you listen to these companies. It's a halcyon time. I mean, Mark Benioff last night, I hope we get to a clip, but I've never heard Benioff like that. It's best number in five years. And Neil Bushry, Workday, day before, best number in five years. The cloud is doing amazingly well. These stocks have come down big. Uh, Ford, I'm sure we're going to get to that. I mean, mm-hmm. doing a lot of great things. But overall, we've got the Fed doing something that's going to hurt stocks. And we have a crazy man in the Kremlin who's regarded as being king of all world because he has nukes and because he's supposed to have a lot of friends like the Italians who've divorced him, like the Chinese who've divorced him, like the Germans who've divorced him. So, I mean, at a certain point, you, you know, you're not just going to make it with Belarus as your buddy. You can't be isolated from the world anymore. 
just can't. Well, then why isn't oil a massive short right here? I mean, that it, it, look at backwardation, the steepest in, what, years? I, I think it's uh, not a massive short because there's been such discipline among our producers who could easily produce another 2 million barrels a day. But not, I have a Rick Moncrief tomorrow who started the whole process. He's dev and he's, I'm sorry, Friday in my investing club. Started this whole process of discipline. Mike, Mike Worth's being very disciplined. I had Cotera, which is a great company, very disciplined, just not producing enough. Why is oil not a massive short? Um, because I think that if you cut the pipeline from Kazakhstan, Chevron's Kazakhstan pipe that goes through Russia, that's a million barrels a day. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm like talking. I'm, just, I'm listening to you, but I'm also trying to read a text from somebody who's also. Personal? No. Related to the oil oh, industry. Keep doing it. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we got Powell on the Hill. Uh, two days of testimony begin today. This morning, it's House Financial Services. In his prepared text, which dropped about half an hour ago, he does say it's likely appropriate to raise rates at the March meeting. As for the Russia-Ukraine conflict, he says it's, quote, highly uncertain what its effects on the U.S. economy are going to be. Still sticking, Jim, with the notion that inflation will moderate uh, during the course of the year as supply chains loosen up. Yeah, I don't see that. Um, I don't see any company saying that to me. I think some companies are hopeful, uh, but nobody has been able to say. I mean, take Domino's. Domino's quarter was a fiasco, and they basically said, listen, nothing's getting better. It's bad. Many, many things are getting worse. Now, Domino's pretty far-reaching. It's a big company. And basically, they're saying, look, everything supply chain is not good. Uh, can't hire people. Not good. Chart, not good. And I just found, like, when I listened to Domino's, I said, geez, that but that that's the essence of why the Fed has to move. I mean, I, I think there are bad, bad things happening. Domino's basically told a story of disruption and not being able to stay open when they want to. Uh, it, it, this is just a, it's not a cataclysm, but it's just the supply chain oh, well, problems well, are bad. The number of container ships imports is down. ISM backlogs are down. Right. Uh, prices paid, down. Uh, UMISH inflation expectations, down. I'm talking sequentially here. Well, oil is big. And we still haven't produced more people. I mean, it's the people problem, I find, that is. I mean, you know, they, they just lowered the age of truck drivers. You mean the, la- you mean the labor shortage? People problem, labor shortage. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. You hop off your phone. Yeah, that. I was reading it. You want to go back to the oil market? I can share some interesting thoughts with you. No, but I'm yes, just saying just making that, sure that we were I'm, talking. I'm talking about dominoes. I'm trying to be empirical about this. I'm not anecdotal like a lot of people I hear on TV. Domino's is having a hard time staffing, and historically they haven't. And they've cut back dramatically. Remember, everything, if you order Domino's, which you probably never in your life, you have to, you probably never have. You can specify banana peppers or no cheese, and this is how you order. This is how you order. Almost all the orders are this. They managed to get rid of a person, and it didn't matter. They were gonna have self-driving pizza delivery, no, okay? And they don't have Wonder Truck either. Nor have they heard of Wonder Truck, which I find astonishing. We gotta go. Okay, I was gonna let you say it first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anthony Noto, just a second. See, I got a guy who's talking. I Thanks like for the support. Look forward to your show. Okay, see, this is my kind of mess. New York's got great it's pizza, It's not about by the, the dogs. It's not has, about my kids playing well. New York has incredible pizza all over the place. You don't need to order from Domino's. Yeah. Oh, we got to go. My- well, SoFi's going to open up 15%. Well, so we're going to get to SoFi and Salesforce. Uh, Ford, of course, with these comments about splitting the business into a couple of business units, uh, EVs and ICE, uh, HPE, raw stores, and a lot more. Take a look at futures back in a moment. Every day. 
thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Ford's up in the pre-market. Company announces it will run its EV and internal combustion units as separate entities within the automaker. There's Ford Model E will develop the EVs, while the traditional business will be called Ford Blue. At a news conference in the last hour, CEO Jim Farley said that both units will, quote, drive the success of each other, although clearly the ICE business, Jim, is going to be the cash Yes. engine, which, and he'll run EVs, and nice little bump in the EBIT uh, margin target. Yes. Now, now uh, one of the things that Jim was saying to me yesterday was, look, uh, I, the industrial, the combustion people are industrialists, right? But they're, they're willing to be whatever's necessary. But in the end, they're internal combustion people, and they're not really buying into EV. The EV people, here's something really exciting. It's going to be run by a Doug Field. Who, used, who was late of the Apple car that wasn't developed, but then helped to, uh, at Tesla to, to launch the Model 3. Uh, what is he banking on, Farley? The Model E, which, by the way, did you know that Musk tried to get that name? Model E? Yeah, Model E. So oh, it's going to be the Model E, like Model T, like right. Model A, Model E. Okay. okay. And he does one, you know, this is the destroyed Tesla plan. I remember Tesla produced Spear in 30,000 cars in America. He wants to do 2 million. Uh, I think Farley's ambitions are remarkable. Uh, I think that this was good that he didn't do the financial engineering that the hedge funds wanted him to do, which would be amazing because like all the cash is generated by ICE and the EV needed money. Now, don't forget, he's got that stake in Rivian, which is really awful because they just raised the price of something you ordered. They did. We'll talk about that but again But I really also. think that when I listen to Farley, yeah. I would take Farley over Musk in 2026. Huh. In 2026. 2026. When they're going to make 2 million cars. 2 million, two million EVs. Well, I, I 20, that, all right. So that's I your, liked it. I like loved a, Farley. It's like a two million, I, wish, I want him to pull back from the 2 mil. I wouldn't have called him with the 2 mil. Um, this does Should make call it, him from, an, from an investor perspective, it obviously will give a lot more transparency in terms of the progress of both and their yes. pro- potential profitability. And you're going to see one going like this, I would assume, and one going like this. Well, actually, I don't know, because the internal combustion 
the F-350, the F-250, my, Ma- still- my Maverick, which hits 40 miles to the gallon. Mustang Mach-E. So there isn't necessarily who, a decline way, in one at the expense of the other. Right. And, now, don't right. forget, Benioff claimed he only had two Mach-E's last night on the Salesforce call. I think that's an underestimation how many Mach-E's he has. Okay. But I do believe that, remember, he's making money on everything. Farley will not make something he doesn't make money on, which I think is incredible. Because people, it, and by Jim, the way, the 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 elect, you remember the electric one, the F one fifty is coming out in the fall. You does can't it get make it, it easier for them one day down the road to split the company the way there had been some rumors? He doesn't, he doesn't want, want to. He do thinks that. there's benefits though to having yeah, them together, even if all. they sort of have their own P Ls, their own management teams. Look, he's from that side. It's not like he doesn't like that side. It's just that, and they're going to use the body. Right. They're going to ask the dealers to specialize. That was interesting. Uh, Jonas, uh, Morgan Stanley's out this morning saying maybe it's a model of for other legacy OEMs to follow. I thought so. I thought Jonas, who, what, still has a sell on it, yep. wouldn't raise his price target. Every time I talk to Farley, I get furious about Jonas. Furious. I wonder if his brother hates it as much as he does. The Jonas Brothers? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I do that just because I think he shows such disrespect. To, he shows such disrespect to Farley. That it's almost as bad as that clown on the on the Chevron call who showed disrespect to the to CJ Warner who's added to the board at Chevron. And you question that? Did you not know like CJ Warner's on the phone call? The disrespect that I find on Wall Street's ridiculous. Really? Yes. For for people who make things, can you believe they wanted him to split the company up so he could lose in both halves? Farley. I got nothing for you. Nothing. We got a mad dash just had though. Me so hang out. Why don't you move on to that? And then they, you know, and they gotta go. And they say gotta go. We like we like the commercials. Yes. They're they're good for us. Pays your enormous yeah. salary. Yes. Oh God, you're just so you can go on your yacht. You're just a bad person. <laughs> what? Your mom sent me a better birthday card than she sent you, and he's been jealous about that ever since. True. And she had a little ditty in it too. She loves. And she wanted to know whether I did. Why well, I shouldn't have gotten the Jeffrey job. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's mad dash in a moment. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Pretty busy uh, pre-market here as we await Powell in front of House Financial Services in just a bit. Still uh, mulling over last night's address by the president and some renewed reports today that even with the assaults uh, in Ukraine last night, the Russians are interested once again in another round of talks. Futures are green. Opening bell in five minutes. This was an extraordinary quarter, maybe the best quarter we've ever had. And you can really see it in not just in the quarterly guidance, but you know, where we're looking for next fiscal year, who are delivering guidance of $32.1 billion for our fiscal year, 
23, which we've now started. That was Mark Benioff. Yesterday, I put you on the spot and asked you, buy or not, you actually said, okay, yes, oh, absolutely. After I left that, I said, oh, my God, I could get hung. But I did have great sense after work day. You didn't. You the uh, clouds on fire. You got it right. Thank you. And this was a huge, huge operating leverage. Now, the key number here, there's RPO, which is not run pass option, but many performance obligations, which is basically the money that's in the bank. $1.5 billion beat. That's extraordinary. Now, it was clean, the clean beat on the earnings. What is that a reflection of, Jim? What is that? They just people are paying $100 million. These are $100 million contracts. So, like, the phone companies pay $100 million contracts. A lot of companies are turning over all customer activity to Salesforce. And meanwhile, Tableau is doing quite well. MuleSoft putting it all together. They've changed the accounting, so you can't. There's no more analysts who say, listen, you'll still speak. You wouldn't even be able to tell, but it seems not. Right. Uh, by the way, this um, Slack yeah. is bringing in a lot of customers. And there's been uh, the customers who pay $100,000 annually, an increase in 46%. Carvana comes in, Netflix, new customer. Uh, I have to tell you, I've not heard him, and he's a buoyant, but I've not heard him this positive in part because they're open. He was coming from the Ohana. Yeah, where was he? The Johanna. The Johanna. He the was o- not at the headquarters, is what you're saying. He's the Johanna floor of the headquarters. Oh, he was on the... Okay, he was. So he yes. was in... He was and actually in back. the Salesforce They're building. back and they're doing a lot of business in person. Right. And I think that matters. Workday doing business. You're although, seeing... Although the, he's one of the... He said you don't ever have to come back, right? Salesforce well, is one of those companies it, that op- did say it's that. It's optional. Yeah. But uh, I just think that this quarter represented a very big reacceleration from the last five years. And it's taking a lot of business from SAP. Yes, business from Oracle. It's very interesting to see that if you have a subscription business of any kind, including your phone, he's in charge of it. There's a very big lift when you bring Salesforce in. I went to Salesforce in before I knew Mark, when I used to be important at thestreet.com. And the lift is rather amazing because you just don't really understand how to do subscriptions without them. And that's what a lot of companies are struggling with. So it's very positive. Big implications if that uh, scales up. There's the opening yes. bell and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board at Simon Youth Foundation, helping to curb the dropout rate. And at the NASDAQ, Rodetti Computing celebrating its listing via SPAC. Uh, Brett filling in pretty nicely, back above 43.30. Actually, a lot of interesting, I mean, Salesforce is opening, going to open higher. HPE, uh, with the raise guidance, going to open up about 5%. You see who upgraded that? Tony Saganegi. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Negative. And I've got to tell you, the gloom is so palpable that you have to say, well, why is the market going up? I mean, oil's bad, Fed, Fed's bad, uh, interest rate's bad, going wrong way. And I say, well, look, you know, when you have this kind of rally, some people who are kind of caught on the wrong side, thinking that banks or something, you can let some stock go. But this rally's not supposed to happen. This is a rally that's not supposed to happen. It's a rally that says something is wrong with the negative thesis. And I'm working like, you know, like a banshee to try to figure out what that is, whether it be Russia not winning or whether it be oil going to come in or maybe Fed, Fed navigates as well. But, Carl, there's no reason for this rally, which is often a compelling reason why you can rally. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, odds of no hike in March went to 10 percent yesterday after being at zero for almost a month. Is that true? Yes. Holy I mean, cow. So I mean, you think part of this is about a moderating uh, Fed path? Well, I mean, I think that this certainly gives... I mean, look, Jay Powell needs a narrative, and he's getting a narrative. 
He, J-Pal, by the way, David, would love things to get better. And all that litany that calls of what's getting better, like he wants to try to like play this out, play his hand. He's trying to play his hand, which is meaning he's trying to augment his hand like when you're blackjack. Yeah. You know, you want to try to get, you know, you try to augment your hand, split cards, yes. put more cards out because the dealer has a six showing. Right. That's where he is versus inflation. There's a six showing in inflation for this today because of a lot of the things that Carl said. I'll tell you one thing that's moving this morning is uh, some China names. Las Vegas Sands going to lead the S&P as yes. the journal drops this piece about China uh, actively exploring an exit from zero tolerance. That is COVID. amazing. And by the way, the PMI yesterday, both service and manufacturing for China was good. Uh, maybe China's going to join the Council of Nations and start doing better after the lockdown. Uh, David, a lot of people felt the Olympics were very successful because there was no big COVID outbreak. That's not exactly a, it's kind of a low true. bar. Uh, uh, all that said, the Journal also reporting, though, on the administration sort of starting to move deeper into its own China policy, not obviously removing the trade barriers that were put in place by the Trump administration. The fact that the Chinese have not made good on that phase one of the trade deal that was signed under the uh, last administration um, and whether or not they might start to get even more aggressive. That is the Biden administration. I think that was amazing. Uh, yeah. on, on 301 and on on. Um, right at this moment, holding you can bring them in China, China's different technology sectors more accountable for right. certain Bill, anti-competitive Bill Miller was moves. talking about how Alibaba, I love Bill Miller, great value business. Alibaba is the cheapest ever been. But you know what else he likes? Meta. Yeah. Facebook. And he talked about that the price to earnings multiple of Facebook was lower than IBM. It's lower than a lot of companies. Right, but I, I, I thought that was, yes. Uses that Still as, growing faster than IBM. I think that Reels is going to be going to crush TikTok. You heard that from me first. Reels is going to crush TikTok. Now, Morgan Stanley, this note, sticking with a buy today, really? cut EBITDA by 15%. They said Reels will grow 15% from 6%. Well, that's going to come in right from the hide of TikTok. Mark Zuckerberg, every day, works on the destruction of TikTok. When you speak to him, TikTok. I don't want to be TikTok with Mark Zuckerberg. Well, as he should Andrew. be. TikTok is an incredibly powerful platform. The AI, the algorithm there is very but, effective at keeping, giving people what they want and keeping them focused but, on it. But, and the, they're under monetizing. But the, the Facebook, they have... I know you have faith in Zuckerberg's ability I, to out-TikTok TikTok. There are many things that I may not have faith with Zuckerberg. Yes. I do have faith that he is going to come out and Reels is going to do to TikTok what stories did to snap. Okay. Which is what? <laughs> Let them continue Take share. to be a, <laughs> no. Let them continue to be a pretty viable company. Yeah, but. No, I, okay, look. Facebook is undervalued. And the key, is, key issue is, is Reels going to be... Remember, remember when he came out here and it turned out he was a desktop program and, just, he, and then they moved to... Mobile. Uh, right. And so then in 2018... But there was also Cambridge Analytica. He doesn't really focus that much on Cambridge Analytica because, you know, that's... It wasn't good. Of, she was at the, with the president it's yesterday. has been a lot that's not good. Uh, Mark's a chief antagonist. From Facebook. Francis Haugen? Yeah. Yeah, in the box. Oh, right. Last night, along with Pat Gelsinger. Yeah, Pat yeah. Gelsinger Pat. got a He's good standing O. Ten billion was he talking about? Oh, actually, I think, the, I think the president said a hundred billion. I was like, that's How a about five hundred billion. billion? I'll make it seven hundred billion. I see seven in the back. How about eight hundred? But it was eight hundred. To be fair, it was a hundred billion if you pass the bill. Checked eight hundred. You have to pass the bill no, back no, better. No, I mean, but that was look, Pat. I love. Let me just say from point blank, I love him. I love his optimism. I love his spirit. 
They do generate a lot of cash. But you know what? There's not a lot of stuff in Ohio. You need a complex. The reason why Ohio isn't the capital of semiconductors is because there's another place where there's like semiconductor capital equipment and the engineers and uh, what? You mean California? <laughs> yes, it's called California. <laughs> and there are plants in Arizona. I remember when they opened the plant in Oregon. Yeah. I wanted to go yeah. to that plant. Yeah, well, that's then Texas is working on it. It's yes. rise of the rest. Suddenly, Steve Pat Pat is everywhere. And my takeaway is buy AMD and Nvidia. There's my takeaway. He's busy building plants. They're busy making money. I think our viewers probably knew where you were going on that one. I think he's a good guy. He's very exciting. He was up there. You see all the shots? He's right there. Yes, he's I did. There. I did. And um, they could use a bill. I mean, he's just campaigning for a bill, okay? Lisa Sue is campaigning to destroy Intel. And NVIDIA, yes, they had this hack, and I've isolated the hack, and it was bad they got some information. But if you're selling NVIDIA off that hack, you're a hack. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are selling shares of Citi this morning, guys. And, you know, yesterday the banks performed quite poorly. Actually, yeah. worst day in almost two years oh for my. the KBW. Uh, it was a very bad day. Stop. Today we are seeing a bit of a rebound in the sector other than Citi. As we mentioned earlier, Citi has its investor day today. It's an important day for CEO Jane Frazier. She's been running the bank for one year. Uh, and today is a day when they're presenting a lot of new targets. Uh, she will join us tomorrow in an important interview as well. We'll go over and see her at City's headquarters, which is not too far from is here. Is we, we, we meaning me? No, no, it'll oh, be me. Thank you. Uh, but I thought I'd be kind to you. But yes, that will be me. Uh, you will be back here, and I will be there. But for now, Jim, uh, the market is not responding well to, I guess, what had been expectations perhaps from some targets that would have been a bit more aggressive. They seem to be very, you know, when you look at the presentation, I haven't had a chance to listen, but when you look at the slide presentation, very upfront about their shortcomings, including not spending enough on oh, that's what systems, Brian on Moynihan risk controls. Made that very clear. And you've talked about that a lot Brian as well. Brian was spending fortunes so, to get this stuff right. Near-term expenses will continue to increase. Uh, they, they guide to total expense growth of 5 to 6%. That's ex-divestiture impacts. Um, and overall, 10 to 12% expense growth for the first quarter of this year, ex-divestiture impacts. Um, maybe a bit more than people had anticipated. They're, you know, they're targeting an ROTCE of 11 to 12 percent in the medium term. Right. Uh, and low single-digit revenue growth for this year. Uh, so it, it may be a bit below, Jim, what some had hoped they would right. come in for in terms of their expectations I, I, I for. I earlier referenced Blackjack. I feel like that she got a hand with a five dealer showing king. What kind of hand did she get? It doesn't appear that it was the easiest of hands to uh, to actually beat the dealer with. Never got that clawed back that Revlon money. No, and that goes back to risk controls, and that goes back to systems. Spending money. That huge screw-up where they sent an enormous amount of money to Revlon creditors. At a certain point, it seems like the book value starts to feel like, remember Glenn Fed? Cal Fed? Book value was like three times. I mean, what's the book? When does book value... Play a role there. They still have this incredible global franchise that sort of is unparalleled. Including Russia. Including Russia, where, where to their chagrin, they're the one. I mean, they are going to have to take some sort of a hit there. Like Rosneft. Um, no, but some exposure. But, but they David, still, when you but go, they do have a global network that is but, unparalleled but, that they want to build on that. They obviously go, are shrinking certain parts of the bank as well. But you've got to find out why the book value is so high if it's tangible book. It's almost impossible for that stock to be worth. I don't understand that. 
You simply don't understand why it's so undervalued unless book, is, unless book is overstated, in your opinion. Thank you. Which is really, Carl, we don't want to overstate a book major. Right. Um, some viewers have questions about CRM being negative, Jim. They're, the guidance was mixed a little bit. Uh, they guide fiscal Q1 revenue above, but EPS below. Some say that fits a pattern historically for those guys. Well, look, it's going down after almost every quarter. Um, it, they're obviously forces coalescing to, to sell it. I, I, all I can tell you is, is that on the fundamentals, it was fabulous. It was. It was just a great quarter. It's just and, up. You know, if you want to sell it, fine. But you're you're selling it because you think that the price earnings multiple at 43 is too high versus the Fed. But just in terms of how the company did, what am I going to say? I mean, I followed the company since the stock was at eight. Yes, you actually, have. Since it came public, and this was a great quarter. I I can't say it was a bad quarter. I just can't. And the guidance was also. Guidance was fabulous. Yeah. And the money Which does differ from the last quarter where there was some disappointment. Was in the and I was worried about it. But yes, I mean, if you want to sell it, you understand you're selling it because of the price earnings multiple. He's not selling it because of the, the I mean, I, when I had him on, it's very clear when he's just being conservative with the guidance. But look, people want to get out of high multiple stocks, be my guess, but this is a terrific stock. I, I went for the travel trust. I'd love to buy more. Yeah. Um, pretty um, good day for retailers, especially specialty, urban, raw stores. And you guys mentioned Nordstrom earlier. Uh, margins beat, guides above, uh, maybe returning some cash this quarter. Yeah. And look, I thought Kohl's was good yesterday and Target was good. The consumer is very, very strong. It's really interesting. What's the stock that is weak of the consumer? A&F. Well, it's it's Dollar Tree. Oh, and, and A&F, I guess. And A&F. Well, and, yeah. Um, but Nordstrom was quite a call because it was almost like, wow. hey, we did well. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was a, there was a kind of a wonderment to them doing well. Like, wow. Uh, and Urban's cheap. Uh, I do think that Target was so far and away the best. And then Lowe's was the second best in this period. Lowe's was amazing. Yeah, I know you. Really Home Depot again, like that quarter didn't shine. I, I would not have been as negative as turned Home a little was. on Home Depot. Guys, Exxon Mobil. We mentioned it earlier in terms of their uh, their pulling out of the Sockman One project where they've been since 1995. Um, but they also have an investor day to day, and you know not much in terms of new right. targets. Uh, the one thing the company does plan to include annual structural reductions of $9 billion a year, that's expense reductions essentially, by 2023 compared to 2019. Now, previously they'd been talking about as much as $6 billion. That was just February 1 when they reported numbers. So they have increased that target. Interestingly, that's above even where, not the last round of activists, but the round of activists prior to Engine 1 had sort of been targeting, which was the hope that they could get to as much as $9 billion. Um, and then you just come back to how much cash this company's generating. We asked the same question to Mike Worth yesterday. Right. They did $48 billion in, uh, in cash flow uh, last year. I mean, it, the numbers are going to be enormous. What are you going to do with your excess cash? Well, we'll have a chance to ask Darren Woods that well, we tomorrow that Mike said when that he, he joins us at 10.30. of the company in a couple of years. I'd love to hear what, whether uh, Darren's right. going to do, commit to the same level of ESG that Mike is doing. Well, Exxon is committed They're to big, significant right? ESG goals, without I mean, a doubt. I mean, that board is the um, ESG, board is the Audubon Society. I mean, you know, just in terms of even in the Permian, where they plan to basically go all potentially electric at some point, uh, so emission amazing. plans there, zero emissions for the Permian Basin operations by 2030, uh, and a 20 to 30% reduction in scope one and two greenhouse gas emissions 
uh, by 2030, over 2016. I gotta hand it to him. That's very impressive. Hey, Carl, by the way, your comment about China on uh, locking it, that's a Starbucks opportunity. Starbucks has really been held back. If people are allowed to go out, you buy Starbucks, even up two. And you okay. see uh, Lockheed and Northrop leading the S&P lower. Wow. Lockheed's down 4%. That's yeah. how it should be. That's nice. Well, well it's not like they, last night the president said what we need is more uh, you know, javelin missiles. I didn't hear that. No. Remember how like President Reagan would say we need... We need a 600-ship Navy, and like the Navy goes, like, oh, and we have like 300 ships. But they didn't didn't get. Reagan was like, whoa, you know, we're just going to double everything. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch that. A lot of, lot of interesting moves today. Uh, by the way, a reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up. Find out more at CNBC.com slash join the club. And, of course, we always like to supply the QR code on your screen. Before we go to break, um, watch yields as we get closer and closer to Powell in front of the House this morning and that testimony. Uh, watch the two you here this morning, just below 1.8. Be right back. Got 1% gains here as the uh, rally gets extended in the opening minutes. Dow's up 300 plus. We are awaiting the Fed chair in front of House Financial Services. Day one of a two-day testimony here. We'll watch that in the next few minutes. In the meantime, Squawk on the Street is back after a break. Shares of Nextdoor, symbol KIND, tumbling more than 45% since its November debut, so it's probably not KIND. But the social networking app beat revenue expectations yesterday in its first quarterly reports since going public. we got to find out what's going on here. So we're thrilled to have CEO Sarah Fryer join us now. Sarah, let's just put it right to you. You had a, 40, you had a $59 million rev quarter. That's an increase of 48%. And the market does not seem to care. So I welcome you on the show and try to figure out what this is, because you're a business person, you're a finance person, and that does that seems out of whack with what the stock's doing. Yeah, thank you, Jim. And we always appreciate being on the show. Look, we came off a great year in 2021. Q4 was a highlight quarter. We grew revenue 48% year over year. That's really differentiated. For the year, we grew revenue at 56%. We accelerated from 2020. Engagement, which is really the future for Nextdoor. Wow, our weekly actives increased 32% year over year to 36 million. And what I love is people are coming back weekly. Um, Over half of neighbors come back every single week and on average they come back four times a week, making us one of the most active consumer platforms. And then finally we raised guidance. So we lifted our guidance to 255 million up from 252. And don't forget, we put over $700 million in cash on our balance sheet. So we feel like we're in a position of strength. Okay, so uh, uh, try to understand this. What is the open rate on, the, uh, on all the emails we get? Uh, the open rate is strong. We are a platform that absolutely engages people through notifications. Um, and one of our investments, our product roadmap is focused on active, valued communities. Active is about often notifying you with the right notification at the right time to the right neighbor. That draws you back to the platform. And so that's why we see now 52% of neighbors back weekly, uh, an all-time high for us. So whether it's an email, whether it's an in-app notification, regardless, it's a way to bring you back to local and to what's going on around you. So, Sarah, do you think that it's just the temper, temper of the time, so to speak? I mean. 
These were numbers I felt that a year ago would have sent your stock doubling. Is it just that we're in an era right now where we don't want to see revenue growth, we want to see earnings, uh, and we no longer care about uh, these early stage companies, SPAC companies, because this has not been, the markets, it's been unkind to shareholders. It's certainly not been kind. Like we have traded with our comp set. I don't think it's anything to do with the SPAC market. If you look at Pinterest, Snap, uh, Twitter, even Meta to some degree, that's our comp set. And so actually, since our deal was announced, we've traded even slightly better than that comp set. So I think it's less about this incredibly strong business model that we're putting up and much more about the multiple is what you're alluding to. And multiples are driven, of course, by how the market is feeling about risk on or risk off. What I tell my team all the time is control what you can control. So we're going to build a big global business. We have the dollars on our balance sheet to keep investing against that. Our product strategy is working. It's really innovative. And the multiple will ultimately take care of itself. The stock will take care of itself. So, and often these are times when we can be aggressive. Uh, we have a lot of great talent coming to Nextdoor at the moment, driven by purpose, but also driven by the growth that you're seeing. Um, great talent's going to build great products. So we couldn't be more excited right now. And Sarah, just a quick follow though. So the, what I'm hearing you say, and it's David, is that you don't think you've been penalized as a result of coming public through a SPAC, as opposed to perhaps having pursued the more traditional IPO route at some point down the road? I really don't, David, because we were a company that could have come public on any route. We could have done an IPO, we could have done a direct listing, we could have done the SPAC, which we did. Again, I would go back and look at the bits. We're a community platform, but we fall in that group of social media and also community type of uh, plays, like a Roblox or maybe a Bumble. Um, all of us have had a rough time with our stocks as those multiples have compressed on high growth. Um, market always has eras, and we may just be in an era really battening down the hatches, growing our business, and that's why I'm delighted that we raise capital when we could um, and that we have mm-hmm. a balance sheet now to put to work. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Sarah. The $800 million tells it all. Uh, return investment for one I've used you is very, very strong. I think that people just don't know you well enough yet. So I want to thank Sarah Fryer, who is the uh, chairman, president, and CEO of Kind, as I call it, which is Next Door Holdings. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to see you as always. Thank you both. Take care now. All right, Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Okay, we have Okta, which is identity. By the way, it's an identity issue with NVIDIA. This is a very, very hot area. Stock has not been that hot. And then we have Slootman. Slootman, as we know, the Flying Dutchman, Snowflake. It's got me staying till late. I don't care. I do anything Slootman once because he's a tough guy and I don't want him to hurt me. <laughs> he's, got, he's got you in living in fear, Jim. We'll oh, see yeah. you tonight. Mad Money, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.